opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Well, hello, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to this brand new show. It's called Bookability, and my name is Mika White, and I live in the great state of Washington, Um, (laughs) and I really love books, and I really wanted to start this show as a celebration of books. So not only are we streaming live tonight, but I also have a Zoom contingent here with me, um, which I really, really appreciate. And we're just going to jump right in. So if you don't know me, I, like I said before, my name is Mika and I am a very avid reader. I have been reading, I feel like I've been reading pretty much since I was born. And, um, and I really just wanted this to be a whole book celebration where we just talk about different genres and tropes and all of the wonderful things that deal with books. Um, I primarily read romance as well as fantasy. So fantasy was kind of my genre of choice um, that I started out with first, and then it delved into romance. And basically, if there's a magical element, I definitely want to be reading it. So, um, and with that said, I want to introduce my guest tonight. Um, not just my guest, but also my, my roommate. It helps to have a roommate because then you get to ask them to be a part of things like this. <laughs> and, and generally, they might not say no. <laughs> um, so this is Shannon Curry, and Shannon is a reader's advisor at the Washington Talking Book and Braille Library, as well as a very avid reader herself. And our reading tastes often, often align as much as they also differ. So hi, Shannon. Hi, it's good to be here. I am so thrilled to have you here. I thought that we would have a really fun discussion about fantasy, but before we delve into that, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, so um, I was born in Kansas and um, have lived in the great state of Washington now for since 2013, so almost eight years. Wow. Uh, I know. Um, <laughs> I... Uh, I've been uh, an avid reader my entire life. I think I, um, like my, my mom read a lot of books to me growing up as a kid. And then, of course, you know, I was a big user of the Library of Congress um, back in the days of the cassettes and the records and all that fun stuff. Um, you know, I read Braille. And basically, let's see, as far as, like, my reading taste, I think, like, I kind of fell in love with fantasy, since that's what we're talking about today, because I lived in Kansas, and if you live in Kansas, you really, there is one piece of media that you cannot get away from, and that is The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> so, <laughs> if, if you would like to tell me your clever Dorothy joke, I guarantee you I've heard it before. No one has ever said, oh, you're not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> no one said that to you? I mean, nobody, nobody said that today until just now. <laughs> um, so I tell people that, I, that it's fun because I, I left Kansas and moved to the Emerald City. Oh, there you go. Oh, there you go. But, well, you're so- not allowed to click your heel three times and go back home, so you're stuck here. <laughs> Um, so, so, but the thing is that the, like, I loved the Wizard of Oz movie with, with Judy Garland, and then I got into the books, of which there are, like, 13 of them, and then L. Frank Baum, the guy that wrote them, died, and then it became sort of, like, he passed on the, you know, the writing of the Oz books to other people, and it became sort of a, like, a, a thing for a while, the first part of, like, the 20th century, and I haven't read all of those, but I've read, like, most of the original books that, that he wrote. And I think that that's kind of what I would say really got me into, into fantasy. I just liked, like, the sense of magic and wonder and, you know, like, if, if for some reason, if there were people made out of glass and there was, like, you know, a forest made out of, of like, cotton candy, why not? Sure. Let's go with that. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> um, and so, you know, and then I've read other things since then, but I think that, that that's where I would say that I started with fantasy was those books. Well, I'm trying to figure out where I started with fantasy because, well, first, I didn't, 
I don't know that I realized that there were 13 Oz books. Um, so I'm wondering where the story goes after the first book. I've only ever read the first one, and then so, I think it was the one and done. <laughs> so it, it actually is one of those things where, um, like, <laughs> I'm a nerd. This is something that, that should be pretty obvious to the listening audience after about five minutes of talking to me. Because <laughs> I got into this for a while. Um, it, the impression, what I remember is that he was going to make it a one and done type of thing, and then, you know... Um, Back in the days before the internet, he got bombarded with actual letters. Oh, gotcha! Yeah, in the mail, being like, "What about more books?" Write <laughs> more books. He was, and I get the impression that 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 he like might have had some money problems, and that that like if he ever needed a little financial hit, if he published another Oz book, they would they would sell. But they're, you know, they're pretty self-contained books. They're, um, some of them are, like, he starts to kind of get into a, into like a, you know, like, like the rules start to change and they get a little bit more settled as the books go on. But it's always just sort of like delightfully whimsical and random and you can, you don't need to read them in any particular order. Oh, nice. Okay. Well, let's see. My first forays into fantasy um, because I feel like we just read a bunch of like really realistic books in elementary school, um, like where the red fern grows, <laughs> which is not like really a whole a whole lot of fantasy. Um, but maybe Charlotte's Web. And, yeah, that counts. You know, anything that would get me to cheer for a spider and a pig, I feel like is very fantastical to me. So there was that. Um, but then at some point from NLS, I got a series from them by David Eddings called The Belgariad, mm -hmm. um, which starts with Pawn of Prophecy. And, and The Belgariad is my like childhood fantasy that I will just defend and stand upon because I don't care that the characters are probably what, what you would consider quote-unquote cookie cutter and that you know, they're not necessarily like very three-dimensional characters, but they, but each one had a very distinct personality and they were going on this epic quest. And you know, it was an epic quest because each book had about three volumes in Braille. Yeah. So, so I had to figure out which volume I was going to take home on the weekend to see if I would end up finishing that or not. Um, and, and it was very, like, polytheistic, so it had lots of, like, different gods and lots of um, that, that, you know, different religions and things like that and lots of sword and sorcery kinds of things. And it was just a really fun, it was a really fun book for 13-year-old me to get into. And I, read the, I, and I read that whole series of those five books. Yeah, and I then, read those too. And then it became like, Anne, and then a little Anne McCaffrey, which helped me fall in love with dragons. And let's see. Um, and, and even just going back to some of the kids' books, like Charlie, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know that you can get more fantasy than like a kid being able to go around in a candy factory. Um. <laughs> Have you ever been to a candy factory? Because I remember I took a field trip to one and I am here to tell you that I was very sad when there was not a river of chocolate. Oh. I was expecting it and they were like, well, sometimes like there's a little bit of a spillage of chocolate. Oh, how disappointing. <laughs> so, so there was just, you know, a lot of... Um, you know, just a very whimsical kind of thing, you know, and um, on the bright side, you also didn't get like stretched into a big thing of toffee, nor did you True. become a blueberry, um, <laughs> and, and you didn't almost get sucked up into a ceiling fan, so I think you're okay. That's, that's very true. <laughs> <laughs> so when we talk about fantasy, what, because it's like an all-encompassing genre so what comes to mind when when the term the fantasy genre is, um, is given i think it's really interesting because i think it is really all-encompassing and and um like talking about the like those kids books which you know 
and you were talking about like the, how the Belgarian might not have had very fleshed out characters, but you know, if you will recall from your the Wizard of Oz movie, the the thing that we know about the Scarecrow is that he wants a brain. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> etc. You know, so so there was not any deep, you know, particular deeply held characters there either. But I mean, I think like I think that there that it's it's interesting that fantasy kind of has had like two you know, like you have the whimsical children's fantasy and then like there's a lot less of that as you get into like adult fantasy because you know you, like god love J.R.R. Tolkien and I would never ever say that he was not an influential like a, a huge like you know one of if not the biggest like fantasy um influencer to use a word that the kids say these days um but like he's he's very like he was very serious about his his world building and it's a very far cry from the like you know oh sure why not have there be dragons right now (laughs) you know like there is definitely like a you know like it seems like there are definitely two styles there are the ones that are more like world buildy like the middle earth type of stuff and then there are the ones that are like yeah, they're they're totally talking rabbits right here. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> on a ship, talking rabbits. On talking a ship. rabbits on a ship. <laughs> so when I think of fantasy, um, I think that first when I first started reading the fantasy genre, the consensus was that you had to ride horses and or dragons. You had to use swords, and there could either be magic or not a lot of magic. So it needed to be very a very medieval kind of thing. And I think that now, and even back when I was a kid, and urban fantasy was just starting to come out, which was more of like the modern, the modern take where you have like your vampires and werewolves and fae and all of these mythological creatures trying to figure out how to get along in the real world um, or in the modern world. You had that, and sometimes I felt like it was kind of looked down upon by people who were more like fantasy, you know, hardcore fantasy enthusiasts. You're right. Should have elves. <laughs> yes. There's, why are there no elves here? Um, so, so it's been, but now I think I consider fantasy to be, it can be like either the swords and sorcery that we're kind of, that we're used to. So with your elves and your, you know, kind of like your Terry Brooks. Um, yeah. You know, your Terry Brooks and your J.R.R. Tolkien and, and all that to more of like your iPhone or your iPhone, excuse me, not your iPhone. That's a whole other fantasy book that, that someone should write, you know, getting sucked into your iPhone, literally. But then you're like your modern day and then your low, your low magic where it's more politically driven. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's more about like, it's more about the power that people wield and how they like get through that and manage that power. And so now, basically, I'm just kind of like, if there's magic in it, it's fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much my... my... The thing is that I think that, that these days with the Kindle, like, one of the nice things that that has done for us is that, it, that we have got so many, like, self-publishing. If you are on Kindle Unlimited, there's a lot of garbage there, but there is also a lot of people just doing really unique and interesting things with, like, you know, melding genres in in ways that i don't think would always have been done like you know certain books i've read i just feel like they would have been like oh that's too fantasy like let's get rid of some of that world building or they would be like you know that's too much romance in this book so let's you know like let's make that not so much of a subplot or something like that so i really like how how like these days it's one of those genres that's very versatile it can really be a lot of anything I love my romance and my fantasy, so, you know, give yes. me some swords, some swords, sorcery, and smoochin, the three S's. Yeah, yes. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about, I'm going to ask you the hard questions now. Okay, I'm ready. So, in your opinion, as a long-term fantasy reader, mm-hmm. if you are a true fan of fantasy, what books should you have read before you can consider yourself a true fan? See, she set me up for this question because she knows that this question will inspire me to climb up on this soapbox that is sitting right here. 
<laughs> it's also called my turned over laundry basket. But yes. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> um, so let's not do that. We'll just pretend using the fantasy of your mind that I have climbed up on this soapbox. I think that, that that's not a very good question. To, like, like I, I, I don't think it's a helpful question because I think that, um, that there's not any one way that we come to the things that we like to read, no matter what the genre is. I have read The Hobbit. I, I have seen all of the Lord of the Rings movies, but I did not ever finish the books because I got too distracted by all the singing. <laughs> um, and I, again, I, there's nothing wrong with Tolkien. I do not, like, don't, don't come after me, Tolkien fans. <laughs> I love the guy. He did a lot, but I don't, but, but, you know, like it, it was his, that style was not something that's ever been to my taste. And I also think that like, as people are getting like, you know, there's a whole generation of kids that are coming up. Well, kids, <laughs> people in their early thirties. <laughs> Is that what you consider a kid now? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just going to move on with that from that <laughs> before somebody else yells at me. <laughs> um, but there's like a whole generation of people that were raised on Harry Potter. And so if they came to fantasy through Harry Potter rather than Lord of the Rings, does that still make them fans? And I would argue fantasy fans. And I would argue that it totally does. Um, it, you know, I think that, that it, you know, trying to say like, Oh, this doesn't count. Whether, whatever it is, like whether it's, you know, like in, in other genres, it might be like, you know, a lot of people came to, to, for example, romance through through Twilight, or maybe people would probably come to fantasy through Twilight. I mean, there are vampires in that. I I think yeah. it, I, I would argue that Twilight counts as <laughs> as a fantasy book, you know. But the the point is that they fell in love with something about the genre, and then they they kept reading. I saw so I saw this article. This is what was, this is what prompted me to ask this question. So I saw this article in a Facebook group for for a fantasy enthusiast. And it was like the top, the 100 books that you must have read in order to be a true fantasy fan. And I commented on that and said I was out when I saw the term true fantasy fan. Yeah. <laughs> um, because I too am, I, I do not like the Hobbit books. I, um, I tend to fall asleep through them, and I, I prefer the Lord of the Rings movies more than I preferred the books, and so I just remember saying, well, I don't really like The Hobbit, or, you know, I don't like Lord of the Rings that much, and someone was say, well, told me, well, you're just not a true, you're not a true fan, you're not a true fantasy fan at all, um, and I didn't realize that we were selling tickets, <laughs> I didn't realize there was a contest for who gets to be a true fan or not, but, you know, a lot of a lot of the tropes that we have in fantasy today came from came from him, came from um, Lewis Carroll, yeah, and you know, um, and and other people, um, and so I too do not believe that you have to have read some that you have to have read some canon, some lexicon of books in order to be considered a true fan. And to be frankly honest with you, I just always want to answer those questions with, like, who cares? Um, yeah. <laughs> well, and here's another thing. Like, this is, this is my other lukewarm take about this, is that, that when I was a kid um, reading fantasy books, like, or, or books in general, I, I was always drawn to books about girls because I am a girl. And, you know, not a whole lot of women run around being main characters in a lot of fantasy fiction, like not just Tolkien. And they're like, you know, there are quite a few series that have like yeah. maybe the token female character. And so, you know, when I, so when I came to fantasy, I was reading a lot of like Anne McCaffrey who has girls riding some dragons and Mercedes Lackey who has girls being, you know, riding magical telepathic horses um you know Mercedes Lackey yes I felt like we did we needed to mention her yes um but you know and and like and that was the thing I liked about the 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 uh the Belgarian books too is that that they might not be very well developed girls but there are some women <laughs> that are doing yes. stuff with those books as opposed to like you know uh well the other thing is that when I'm looking for a fantasy to read I am very concerned about how fantasy is treating women 
in general. Yeah. Um, so looking at George R. R. Martin, for example, so like A Song of Ice and Fire is not one of my favorites because I think that the women are treated terribly in that book um, all the time. Like it's not just a one and done. It's, it is it is a pervasive <laughs> women are treated horribly and don't really get to do really awesome things. And if they do, they're often really punished for it. Um, and so that's really kind of shaped how I like the kind of fantasy that I prefer that I prefer to read. And speaking of reading, so what fantasy novels would you recommend? So I would say the Mercedes Lackey's uh, Arrows of the Queen books are really good. Um, they're not where I started with her books. I started with the, with her um, the Black Griffin and and its accompanying sequels, um, <clears throat> but. Arrows of the Queen were the first ones she wrote, and I think that they're like that. That trilogy stands up really well on its own, and I love every single one of those books. I also think that um, see, I remember some of the ones. I'm trying to think of the ones you were going to mention, so I don't. Oh no, go ahead, mention it. <laughs> Just mention stuff. I I got stuff. I promise. Okay. Um, I right now, like I said, there there are some amazing books that you can get um, through through Kindle that you might not have had access to. And um, so I, I have a friend, which is, you know, so take this with this particular little book talk with a grain of salt because she's my friend, so I'm a little bit biased. But she wrote a book called, called A Rational Arrangement, which is really, like, I think more people should should read her books in general. Her, her name is... Um, L. Rowan, and Rowan is spelled R-O-W-Y-N, and it, the letter L is just the first initial. Um, so she's got several series that I like, but um, she's got one standalone book that I would particularly recommend called Irrational Arrangement, which is about a um, fantasy society, sort of like a fantasy sort of Regency England type of thing, um, but with with extra added world building and um the main character is a very practical but not very socially adept <laughs> young woman who has decided that she's going to get married and so she she finds a guy that meets her criteria um except he's already in love with somebody else and um so it's this whole like them trying to 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 find an arrangement that will work for all three of them and they're delightful characters, and um, also, like, there's Fantasy Jesus in that book, and that is, like, literally Fantasy Jesus, and I, I love it. Like, I, I think that it's, like, one of the most interesting depictions of, like, a fantasy religion that I've read in a while. I have so many questions that I'm going to ask you after this. <laughs> and the other thing I'll mention, the other series I'll mention that you can get on Bard without having to pay for it is the, the um, Memory, Sorrow, and Thorn books by Tad Williams, um, which are standard, like very much epic fantasy type of thing. There's a, there's a young kitchen boy and he kind of learns, he becomes a knight and rescues a princess and all that stuff. But there's also a lot of other stuff going on in that world, and it feels like a very, um, it's, it, like, if you liked, um, if you liked A Song of Ice and Fire, you will like this, um, but it was written back in the 80s, <laughs> um, and so it's a little, like, it's dark, but it's not, it, it's, um, I would not, I would say it's not as dark as, like, the George R. R. Martin books, and, um, there, and there are only three of them, although they're, like, massive massive books and the first one is called the dragon bone chair okay awesome i'm gonna i know you have more recommendations so i'm gonna toss yes. them out there and then come back to you because i know you have more because <laughs> um, we i promised that we were going to inundate people with book titles so um so i think mine um besides the pawn of prophecy which is by david eddings which everyone should absolutely read it is delightful about Garion, who starts out, it starts out when he's like nine years old and you get to basically see him grow up and there's all kinds of quests that they go on and all kinds of things that they, adventures they get to, they get to go on and do. So that is really exciting. I want to talk about A Song of Earth and Stone 
by L. Penelope. So that book is, um, it's basically a, a it's just so amazing. Um, this woman is, she has a small healing gift and it feels like it's probably an elemental gift that she has. And, um, and the, it basically starts with one of my favorite tropes where she has to heal the enemy and keep the enemy soldier from being captured by his group and other groups. Um, and so you have this, this woman who just loves to heal people and this soldier who fights. And that's, and that's definitely one of my favorite pairings. It's my favorite pairings um, in, in fantasy. It's my favorite romantic pairing. I love it. And there, it's very tense and intense um, <laughs> and lots of, lots of hiding and skulking about. And one of the things I really enjoy about that is that it almost seems like it could be in a modern world, but it's not. So there's, there's not um, working electricity, but there's cars. <laughs> so I'm not quite sure how that, how that works, but it's almost kind of like a steampunkish, lots of steam, lots of, you know, gas lamp, those, those kinds of, that, um, those kinds of settings. Um, so that's A Song of Blood and Stone by L. Penelope. I enjoy that one a lot. You mentioned Mercedes Lackey with um, The Arrows of the Queen, and I want to mention the series uh, that comes a little bit before that, which is the Oathbound, Oathbreakers, and Oathblood series, which is basically, I can describe it as, if I were to describe the series in one line, it would be a duo of a mercenary and mage go and have adventures. Two women, they get to fight with magic and they get to fight with swords. And, this, and these books have a lot of heart um, and a lot of heartbreak. There's a lot of things that happen in these books that make me go, oh my gosh, no. But, but there's a lot of it that makes my heart really, really happy. And then, um, and then Shannon, you introduced me to a series that I want to talk about. Yes. Called the 12 Houses series mm. by Sharon Shin. And this, it's, it's a five, I believe it's a five book series. Um, and it, the first book is basically you have, you have a guard and you have a, um, a, a woman who has magic and she's, a, she is a mystic. And, and the whole premise is that, um, it's very dangerous for her to be a mystic, and there are things that people can do to find out that they that, that she's a mystic. That would um, mean that she would end up being killed. So they are basically having to hide. It's all it's a whole group of people, all of whom have different religions, different ideologies, different opinions on everything. Some of them don't believe that the kingdom is as evil as it is, um, and it's it's so good. And so that one is mystic and writer. And I'm going to toss it back to you. So just a, I, I hope that nobody could hear me trying to, to figure this out, but I just looked it up. Song of Blood and Stone by L. Penelope is on Bard. So if you want to go read that. And I think that so are the mystic books. Um, they are. All of them are oh, on good, Bard. Good. So the other Sharon Shin series I would recommend, I, I think that, there's a little bit of a theme here, which is apparently that I like the stories that talk about fantasy Jesus, <laughs> because she's also got the, the Samaria series, um, and the first one of that is called Archangel. And th so the thing is that that in this world, that you have to honor the honor God who's who's up in heaven by singing a what's called the Gloria, and it's like you know these hymns to that are very complicated to sing and it, there are literal angels and so the angel like when the archangel has to lead that and so um when the the it's very much a romance story the first one is because he finds his mate and she's just like oh, no <laughs> and he so there's like this real worry like oh no she's not gonna sing like is God going to come down and, and smite us? And there is a lot that you learn about, like what is actually going on with the God in this this series. But it's very spoilery, so I won't say any more than that. But um, it's very much my thing because it's it's got like you know this really interesting world plus music, and oh, yeah. they're 
quite delightful. Um, let's see. Another one that I would recommend is the, if we're going to go like from to, to non, non-traditional fantasy, uh, one of my favorite authors that writes, like very, wrote very early modern fantasy is Charles DeLint. And he has this series of books that are set in this fictional town of Newford, which is somewhere in North America. It could be in Canada. It could be in the U.S. I think it's the kind of thing where he keeps it very vague on purpose. But it's this very built-up city that, like, you know, like, I'm sure there's got to be a map (laughs) in the print edition. And there are all these colorful characters that live there. And and a lot of it, the fantasy is more... um, sort of that sense of wonder that we were talking about before with the, um, like, there there could be things around every corner that, that you might not know about, you know. Um, and they're, like, and he, he deals with a lot of really interesting topics. Um, I, I think my favorite out of those series is, is one called Someplace to be Flying, which is about, um, like, this hidden subculture of people that are, that are, like, descended from like early Native American spirits and they're, you know, they have, they can shapeshift into animals. And, and it's about like this photojournalist and this kind of underground cab driver. He'd probably be driving an Uber in, in 2020 um, <laughs> that, you know, kind of end up getting caught up in this adventure. And they're, you know, from very different worlds, but there's like this romantic element too, but there's also just this really great, um, like this is the world. And isn't it kind of amazing? <laughs> oh, very good. I was wondering if you could just chat a little bit with me about Jean Johnson. Oh, yes. So you introduced me to Jean Johnson, who yes. basically writes um, the Sons of Destiny series. And I think, are there seven? Are there seven? There are eight. Okay, so I eight brides eight for eight brothers, brothers I guess. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, and, and then there's a follow, and then there are follow-up books. Ooh, and I was telling someone, I was telling a friend of mine on, on a phone call tonight that reading Jean Johnson was like getting a hug. So could you set up just really, really quickly kind of a premise of, of the first book? So the first book is pretty different from the way that they all sort of come to be. Basically, it's a almost, I would call it a portal fantasy type of thing because a young woman from our world is drawn into this fantasy world and she ends up on this island where these eight brothers have been banished. And then over the course of the series, like she's got, it, it's definitely a romance. Like each book has a, has a central romance. Um, so she falls in love with the oldest brother and that's not really a spoiler. <laughs> um, but then like uh, as the series goes on, the world gets bigger and she becomes like basically a, a, the main character throughout the, the whole series like she might not be the main like you know romance arc story or anything like that but she's out here being like you know so like this whole at, at, at some at one point it comes that they need to make this little island their own kingdom and they have to get the gods involved with that and she's just like introducing them to all these fun ideas like hey maybe we should just maybe we shouldn't have uh, like a single god of this kingdom all gods should be welcome how about that and like all the books are about these different brothers and they're very different men with very different personalities and the women that kind of end up falling into their lives and like i said each book gets the world building gets progressively more interesting and then um after that series she's also got a couple of of books set in a part of her world that that is called the shifter planes where they're all shapeshifters and then there's also a follow-up series called the guardians of destiny which are about you know other people in this world and my first the first one is called the tower and i would would definitely recommend that as a place to start with her books as well because what that is is if you're familiar with dungeons and dragons it's basically a giant homage to to D and D, because there, they, like the the there is a tower, and it's been set up so that you have to go exploring through it, and it's sort of something you do kind of for fun and glory. And there are people that can watch you through magical scrying devices, and um, so there are special warriors that have to do that have to do that. And something gets broken with the tower, so the 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 guy who's kind of in charge of making sure it all works has to go through all these traps that they've laid 
with the help of, of this warrior woman um, to disable them so that he can go fix whatever's broken. And oh, how fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. The first book in the, in the Sons of Destiny series is called The Sword. The Sword. Yeah, and those are not on Bard, but they are on Bookshare. All right. Look at you. You know all the, you know all the locations. So <laughs> I think that um, if it's all right with you, I think I, we, I'd like to open it up for um, if people have a recommendation or if they have a question for us. Carrie. Hey. Carrie. Hi, Carrie. Hey. How you doing, guys? Good. Good. I'm so excited you mentioned the Tarmat and Kefri books because those are my favorite. And I might have just yelled when you did because they're amazing and I reread them on a regular basis. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I've got more recommends. And by the way, um, uh, Song of, um, was it um, Earth and Stone or Blood, whatever it is, the El Penelope books, they're both on Bookshare. I just, I just checked. Awesome. Um, so I've got a couple of recommendations. Um, also, before you get into that, I just want everybody to know that, that every time I need fantasy book recommendations, I go to Carrie. I'm yeah, very it's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going to try, the, one of the great things about modern fantasy is that um, over the past, um, well, pe people, people of color and LGBTQ people have been writing fantasy pretty much since the very beginning. But since um, in the past, uh, I say maybe decade, decade and a half or so, the, the world of publishing has been opening up a lot more and also the world of self-publishing. So I'm going to try and recommend a few of my favorites. Um, if you're interested in urban fantasy, one of the best series that I have found are by Daniel Jose Older. Uh, it is the Bone Street Rumba series, all of which are on Bard. Uh, they take place in Brooklyn, so I'm a little bit biased because uh, I live not far from there. Um, but they are, and they involve a man who is he uh, was killed, and then he was sort of resurrected, but now he can communicate with ghosts. So there's ghosts all over the city, and there's a council of ghosts, and um, it's just really interesting. And there's all kinds of stuff they get up to. And it not only is about that, but it also delves into a lot of the cultures in that area. And it's very musical. It's really atmospheric. It really takes you into that world. Awesome. Um, another author, which um, I'm sure somebody would have brought up eventually, but I'll, I guess I'll be first, N.K. Jemison. Yes, I was going to bring award winner, N.K. Jemison. Yes. Um, she was awesome. And um, she has several series that I would recommend. I've read... Um, two of them all the way through. Uh, her, her first, uh, the first books that she wrote were, it's called the Inheritance Trilogy, not to be confused with the Inheritance uh, series, which is of Aragon and all those, which I do not recommend. Um, sorry to anybody who likes those. Um, but uh, that starts with the Hundred Thousand Kingdoms. And it's yes. all about a woman who finds herself embroiled in this crazy power struggle between the heirs of a, in a, of a kingdom, and then there are some gods that they enslaved. And book two has a blind main character, who I think she did a pretty good job with. And um, the, the other series for which she won all the Hugos is um, the Broken Earth trilogy, which begins with, oh god, what was the first? Oh, the fifth season. Uh, so that is technically fantasy. I, it's kind of in the middle between fantasy and science fiction. It's because they use a lot of sciencey concepts, but it's very good. It's a bit bleak at times, but I still recommend it. And um, I hate to be taking up half the call, but I just want to shout out a couple of uh, re relatively lesser-known indie authors that I like. Um, Tansy Rayner Roberts, she's an Australian author. Oh, yes. She writes a lot of really fun, um, lighter stuff. Um, you can find her on Amazon. Um, Audrey Fay, who I uh, thank oh, you, Shannon, yes, I discovered yes. last week. Um, her, <laughs> I might have been up all Thursday night reading the first book in her Ghost Mountain Shifter series. And they are so freaking cuddly, it's unbelievable. And, um, and, Let's see. Oh God, I could be just. I could be on your I'm gonna stop you. I'm gonna actually stop you there, Carrie. Yeah. But thank you so much. <laughs> and next we have. Thank you, Carrie. It's good to hear your voice, by the way. Uh, now we have somebody named Jay iPhone. Oh, okay. Thank you. Uh, this is my first time calling in on, on this particular forum. Um, yeah. I, I'm. And your name? I'm Janice. 
Hi, Jana. Hi, Jana. Yeah. Hi, there, Hi. Um, I'm going to go back a few years. Uh, I first started reading uh, um, the Xanth series by. Uh, oh um, yes. That was my fa- that was one of my favorite. In fact, I've read it more than once. <laughs> and then I got into then I got into the, the uh, Harry Potter series. I think there's probably a lot of people who have absolutely. And I've probably read other fantasy books, but but I don't always remember the authors' names. But uh, I've always enjoyed it fantasy since I was a kid. Well, excellent. Thank you, Janice. Thank you so much. I remember Xanth. It's uh, Pierce, Pierce Anthony. Mm-hmm. All right. And next we have Tyson. Tyson! Hello, ladies. How are you Hi. tonight? Hi. Good. How are you? Hi. First, first time caller, long time listener. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, would, uh, I, I love this topic. Um, fantasy is some of my favorite genre, um, second only to uh, sci-fi. But... Um, I would recommend if anyone for a first timer, uh, the Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman's uh, Dragons of Twilight Dawn. Uh, Autumn Twilight. Autumn Twilight, yes. Winter's Night, and Spring Dawn. And then the sequels to them, uh, which is Dragons of a Locked Star and, and those. Those are phenomenal. And they're based on the, uh, the Dungeons and Dragons Dragonlance series. Just great characters, really well done. Good character development, a lot of world building in it. Oh my gosh, I read them a long time ago and they are so good. Yeah, and they're all available on Bard, I found out today. Oh, very good. So, so yeah, that, that, would be, that would be mine off the bat. Um, and you guys had already mentioned um, uh, the Dragon Riders of Pern and that, that whole genre, or that whole series um, by Anne McCaffrey. Yes. So, but yeah, great topic tonight, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. All right, thank you, Tyson. And now we're going to go to Stacy. Stacy, hello, hi, Stacy. <laughs> hello, how are you? Good, good. I um, typically when I read, it's more um, the sort of paranormal romance end of the spectrum. Um, but one of the series that has really captivated me, and I, it's sort of become a comfort read actually, is the Others series by Ann Bishop. Um, yes. That is some of the most amazing world building I've ever experienced and just a perfect slow build sort of overarching plot. Um, Every book, kind of the intensity and the sort of just everything just sort of builds and builds. But I don't know. It's it's an amazing series that takes place sort of in an alternate world um, with shifters and humans are sort of bottom on the food chain, um, literally. And so... um, it's just an amazing series. And it's, you know, when Mika was talking about um, the Gene Johnson series being like a big warm hug, um, that's what I feel about um, Written in Red, which is the first in the other series. It's like a giant hug. Um, I keep telling Shannon this, and one day she's going to listen to me. <laughs> maybe if I keep, like, maybe if I call in every week and I just keep saying the other series by Ann Bishop, yes. no matter what the genre is. Maybe you'll listen. But we're talking the, about war stories this week. Have you? Uh, read <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's we're technically talking about war. There's war there. <laughs> um, and the other series I would recommend, more on the lighter end of the spectrum, kind of more the um, I'd say urban fantasy with some some sexy times thrown in, would be um, the Canesville series by Kelly Armstrong. I love them. And the first three oh, are definitely available. List. Oh, they're so great. The first three are on Bard. And then the other two can be found on many other, in many other places. But those would be my recommendations for now because we're not talking. accessible platform. Near you. Yeah. (laughs) I could recommend a million others, but um, those would be what I'd recommend tonight. Thank you, Stacey. You're welcome. All right. And now we have Shannon. Other Shannon. Yes. So it's funny because. (laughs) Hello. There are two. Uh, I just wanted to kind of piggyback off of Stacy's recommendation for The Others by Anne Bishop, because Anne Bishop is a remarkably diverse writing. Um, her, her, mar- her writing is just fantastic. And one of the things that I really love that she does is her Black Jewels series. And it started out as a trilogy. It starts with Daughter of the Blood. And they're very, very dark fantasy. So if you don't enjoy a lot of, like, pain and and heartbreak and torment you probably don't want to read these but i love them so much 
It's just this epic series that takes place in kind of like an alternate version of hell. And it features these people who carry um, jewels that sort of delineate how much power they have. And it's just an incredible collection of books. They're not on Bard, but they are available in audio from Audible and also on Bookshare. Awesome. Thank you. So now we've got somebody. I'm not even going to introduce this person. Uh, go ahead. You're unmuted. Go ahead and talk. I, I need no introduction. What no, you <laughs> sure don't. Yeah. No. Hi. I mean, you three and Tyson know me now, but I'm pretty sure everybody else. Well, okay. Ramon, Ramon, why don't you go ahead now? <laughs> um, so uh, for those who don't know me, my name is Ramon. I, uh, I live here in, uh, as they said, the, the greatest state of uh, Washington uh, in Seattle. And I do, I, you know, I've, I've read tons of uh, fantasy, including uh, recently I read the, uh, the, uh, some of the Witcher uh, books, Ooh, uh-huh. uh, uh, which I'm surprised nobody talked about, but that's okay. <laughs> well, uh, two of us <laughs> haven't read <laughs> I just read them uh, uh, this year, at least the first, the first two, which is the collection of the short stories I read after Netflix put out the, uh, the, the great series that, that came out last, last year. And of course, um, I, I love The Hobbit and Harry Potter and all that stuff. But uh, earlier in the conversation, I, 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 a question popped into my head because of a couple of things that, that, that people have mentioned, including uh, uh, you, uh, uh, Mika, and, and, um, and Shannon, and, uh, and that is um, things like vampires and ghosts. You guys are talking about them like fantasy. I thought they were horror. When did they become part of fantasy? So, so this, like, this, now it's time for me to li- library nerd at you. <laughs> no, yeah, go for it. Yeah, that's, that's this, is, this is why I'm asking. This is why I'm asking. So I think that it, it's sort of the matter of intent because I like horror as as a genre is kind of meant to evoke a response. Um, you know, where where you know if you're reading a horror book, you're not ready for a great big warm hug. I mean, maybe you are. I don't know what kind of <laughs> horror you read, but. <laughs> I would say most of us, when we're reading horror, are looking to get scared, and so I. But a lot of a, a lot of fantasy, like, might still have those those vampires or ghosts or whatever, but they're not trying to scare you. Like, you know, I would I would think that you know, like, there's a big difference between like Twilight and Salem's Lot. Like, if you're if you're going to read, uh, if you want to read about scary vampires, you're probably not going to pick up twilight you're going to pick up salem lot and if you want to read like you know hot sexy vampire romance then salem's lot is really going to disappoint you <laughs> yes um, yes god so yeah. i think that that i think that's what what like the intent of the book is um y- you know whether and i think that like they're since since i don't i mean i again i don't know your life but i i haven't ran into that many vampires or ghosts <laughs> And so I think that they're not seeking yeah. to encounter that much in the real world, so they totally right. fit with fantasy. Right. So okay. we have a thank okay. you, Ramon. So um, uh, well, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. We've thank got you. another person. So okay, yeah. thank you, uh, Deanna. Okay, um, I like urban fantasy, but I like wacky urban fantasy ones with um, unusual characters. So I enjoyed um, Dee Dee Barrett's. Um, the Bloodhound Files. That's a series where a the main character is a is a profiler for the FBI, and she gets sucked into an alternate universe where there are werewolves and vampires and all kinds of other creatures. Um, there are um, created people that are um, basically a large plastic person filled with sand, and <laughs> there's all kinds of other wacky creatures but it's very funny lots of humor in it because this person is trying to she's trying to find a human who is a serial killer and that's the only way to let her go home because they don't have any Mm -hmm. any really criminal 
experts that can deal with human psychology because humans are now they're a minority they're almost an endangered species so they don't really want to kill off a whole bunch of them but having one that's running around killing them off is making them a little bit upset oh this uh, sounds really good this sounds and, right up because alley it truly is <laughs> <laughs> and i like the this the suki stack house ones oh I, yeah but one of my favorite ones is um, Shannon McGuire. Um, she writes about a, uh, a detective in San Francisco who happens to be a half fairy, and she's an elf warrior. And she flips back and forth between San Francisco and the, the world of elves. And she has all kinds of wacky friends, like a uh, taxi driver who is a troll named yes. Danny. And uh, there, she lives on coffee and cornflakes kind of things. And she's, coffee and stubborn will. The, yeah. And it's just you. a lot of fun. Thank um, you so much. Yeah, the, the first book in that series is called Rosemary and Rue, also another series I've been trying to get Shannon to read. <laughs> <laughs> One day. One day. I, I'm going to do it. So you have about three minutes left okay. of your time together. So, uh Thank you, everybody that participated. And thank you, Cindy. (laughs) So, um, so Rosemary and Rue is the first book. um, And it is, it is very, very, very good. Um, So Shannon, I just want to thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, this was so much fun. And we're definitely going to have to do this again. And you're so much fun. Um, I hope that those who are listening will also get into the wonderful world of fantasy. Um, I'm going to be writing up a blog post for my website, um, which is www.bookability.me, which will have all of the um, all of the titles that were mentioned here tonight will be up there, along with some more commentary f- from us about about the books. Um, so that's bookability is b o o k a b i l i t y. Um, so. I'm really excited about that. Shannon, you got any last, any, any last words? Any last words? <laughs> no, I really, I really enjoyed it. This is a lot of fun. And, and obviously, you know where I live. So, <laughs> anytime. <laughs> um, I, oh, Shannon, give a website or where, where people can go to find different fantasy books. So real quick. So, oh, yeah. So, there are several. Um, I would say that the, best what like one of my favorites is one called the fantasy cafe which i think it's just fantasycafe.com um she does a, she has a lot of like recommended lists of, of books um and of course awesome. i think yeah like lots of like women in fantasy she's she's done that feature for a while so there's lots of good recommendations on there Excellent. Thank you. Thank you so much. And ACB Radio, thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. And we just look forward to bringing this to you once again. So thank you for tuning in to Bookability, a celebration of books. And happy reading.